0: Dana, and I'm your host. Tonight is episode 94, and I will be reading from Mark 8. Here at Bible Bedtime, it is my intention to help lull you into a peaceful sleep by reading a full chapter of the Bible. And Playing sound effects and music to help soothe you. After I read the chapter, I read Psalm 23, and I finish the podcast by reading what is known as the Lord's Prayer. I want to say a special hello to our listeners in Ensenada, Mexico. I know that there are several of you who listen to Bible Bedtime and I thank you very much. You are a blessing and know that I am praying for you to have a peaceful, heavenly sleep tonight. Buenas noches. Now, if I could ask a favor of you, wherever you are in the world, if you're listening to Bible Bedtime and you find that it is helpful for you, I would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, through Patreon, and provide some feedback. I, I recently had feedback from a listener who suggested that some of the background sound effects were not as restful as I had intended. That is so helpful for me because now I know that maybe I should find a different background than that particular one so that listeners can enjoy a peaceful sleep. If you would also take a moment to rate and review Bible Bedtime, I would appreciate that, as it helps others find the podcast. Now, if you are interested in hearing more from Bible Bedtime, I invite you to join us on Patreon for just a very small love offering you will gain access to full books of the Bible um, these are quite long but you will uh, as of right now be able to access the full book of Genesis and the full book Of Matthew. All right, now it's time to settle in and get ready to sleep. If you listened to our last episode, I I took a minute to explain how your hypothalamus, part of your brain, plays a large role in your sleep. But there are so many other parts of your brain at work right now to help you rest. The brain stem, which is at the bottom of your brain, where your head connects to your neck, it talks to the hypothalamus. And it helps you transition between waking and sleeping. And there are cells both in the hypothalamus and in the brainstem that work together and they produce a chemical called GABA which reduces activity in your brain and your brain stem. Now once you're asleep some of these parts of your brain will become very active again as you dream but your brain stem does ensure that your muscles remain relaxed throughout your dreaming so that even if you are running through a field of flowers in your sleep you won't be doing so Mm -hmm. in your body and in your bed God created this incredible brain that you have in your head right now that hypothalamus and that brain stem working together As you're listening to this, they are communicating and telling your body that it is time to sleep. And I am so grateful to be part of that miraculous activity. In preparation for sleep, let's do as we always do. Three deep breaths. Here we go. One, two. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered, But where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves, and given thanks. He broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and they did so. They had a few small fish as well, and he gave thanks for them also, and told the disciples to distribute them. The people ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 men were present, and having sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Dalmanutha the Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. To test him, they asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said, Why does this generation ask for a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod discussed this with one another and said it is because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes? fail to see and ears but fail to hear and don't do you remember when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up twelve they replied and when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand How many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered, Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? They came to Bethesda, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand, and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Pausing. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home, saying, Don't go into the village. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages, around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days, rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of Him when He comes in His Father's glory with the holy angels. The 23rd Psalm, a Psalm of David The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. We'll end tonight's podcast with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.